0: Good morning. This is Dina Marie with The Church Alive, an update from the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, and today I'm visiting with Father Mike Kieber. He serves as our new Director for Hispanic Ministry for the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. His office provides direct support to our parishes with Hispanic Catholics, serving as a resource in the Archdiocese to help welcome and integrate the Hispanic community into the life of the Church. Father Mike, thanks for joining me today.
1: Thank you very much, Dina Marie, and hello to all the listeners
0: it's been exciting to see this new voice for the archdiocese Mm -hmm. the church alive newsletter there's a particular newsletter i know for our priests and clergy and then Mm -hmm. the church alive to the greater catholic population but keeping us updated on what's going on and we saw your name we've been seeing since february these gatherings Mm -hmm. in the ministry that's just launched here give us a sense february early part of february an amazing number of people from all over the Archdiocese gathered at the Pastoral Center. Mm-hmm. What was the purpose and what really happened at that first February meeting?
1: Sure. So there were about 70 to 80 Hispanics who, who joined us. They They represented 32 parishes within the Archdiocese. And so it was a good gathering. And it was leaders who were mainly lay, but we also had clergy there and deacons, deacons and priests. So we began with a, a welcome. I welcomed them for making sacrifices. Some of them had to actually ask for time off work, so they're making sacrifices in that way. Some of them drove from Medford, you know, so they made sacrifices with their time, with their resources, just to be there. And then OCP was present. Two of the, two of the workers of OCP were present, and they provided us with music. And music is very important for the Hispanic community and Hispanic spirituality. So it was great to start, start our time together praising God. I mean, what, mm-hmm. Can you think of a better way to start? <laughs> and so we did that, and then, and then we followed a, a method called ver, which means see, to see, evaluar, to evaluate, and then actuar, to act. And that was the method we, we followed. So I, I asked them, we were all broken up into tables, and I asked them, we gave them flip charts too, and I, I asked them to write, what do you see in your parishes? And so they, they worked on that for about an hour or so, and, and uh, God's doing all kinds of great things mm. in our parishes in Hispanic ministry right now. Yeah. And, and I, instead of focusing on what's broken or what's, what the problems are, let's focus on the positive things. Let's focus on what's working well and strengthen that. And so that was what we did. And then we, we gave each group a chance to address the whole group, and this is what I see in my parish, or this is what I see in the in the vicariate." And so that was uh, a moment of, I don't know, illumination, mm-hmm. enlightenment. And then we had we wanted to give the clergy a chance to talk, and clergy like to talk. <laughs> <laughs> so it went on quite long. And we weren't able to get so much to the the next things. We we focused on uh, el pasado, the the past, el pasado y presente, the present. But we weren't able to get to el futuro. So what would we like to see in the future? And we'll, we're going to save that for another meeting. Wow. So.
0: By the end of that meeting, Father Mike, what did you take away? Okay, we've had this opportunity to kind of give you that next step forward in bringing leadership together and designing a plan.
1: Yeah. So I, I think it was invaluable because in the Hispanic community, everything is relationships. It all goes back to relationships. So I think I'm starting to build good relationships with the Hispanic ministry leaders and gaining their trust. And and together, I mean, we're called to be a listening church, so I, I want to listen to them. And the other thing I've learned is don't plan for people, don't plan for the Hispanics, plan with the Hispanics. Mm-hmm. So that's what I want to do. I want to plan with them our ministry as we go forward. Right. So...
0: Father Mike Keebler is with us, the Director for Hispanic Ministry here in the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. You can read a lot about what's coming up in terms of events and activities through the Church Alive newsletter. That's going to be one key way on a regular basis to inform and to educate and to invite people and to invite others to tell the story. Because Mm -hmm. I think as well as as relationship building, I think telling stories— has to be, for all of us, very mm-hmm. important to retaining our identity and our family life Yep, is in storytelling.
1: Storytelling. And uh, I do, uh, in a book I wrote on preaching, I do talk about the importance of story and how, how the faith is transmitted in stories from the Bible, but also what's the story of our family? How did we come here to the United States? Why did we leave Mexico or Ecuador mm-hmm. and travel you know, a perilous journey to the United States where we didn't know the language, we didn't know the culture. So there's a story of of the Hispanic family uh, that that needs to be heard, I'd say, Mm -hmm. and understood.
0: Right, right. So... So you gathered with this large number of leaders mm-hmm. in February. The next meeting was just this past March. But really for the clergy, our, our deacons and priests, to come together with you, what was really the content of that particular gathering?
1: Sure. Uh, our next uh, major meeting was March 9th, and this was uh, for deacons and, and uh, priests, so clergy only. And we wanted, we wanted to give the leadership— the priests and, and the deacons a chance to digest the information so we we took the flip charts and put them up on the wall and then we had the the priests and deacons walk by and study those those charts that that their people had written and and then come back to their tables and then we presented them with a summary of the report in spanish and we said I'm a, I'm a former teacher, so I didn't want to—I'm a current teacher, too, but I didn't want to uh, bore them by reading this long report. <laughs> so we had them read the report at the table and then say, Okay, we see what's going on. Now let's evaluate it, evaluar. And so they evaluated it and came up with a pastoral response. And so that was the, the content of that March ninth meeting with clergy, and I, I want to meet with clergy annually. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to I want to gather them together because they are the true leaders uh, of of the Hispanic community. Right. So.
0: Right. And Father Mike, that first component, seeing, when you started to read those flip charts, were there some common threads from all of these different people from north, south, east to west? What are people seeing in their Hispanic communities?
1: I think they're seeing that it's very lively, very vibrant. Um, Hispanic community has many movements in the the church, uh, including the Charismatic Renewal, including Curcio, including San Juan Diego, there's a new movement I just learned about in Salem called Kairos Kai Metanoia. It's a, a time for conversion and change of our lives. And uh, so that's at Salem. in Salem at St. Joseph's. And uh, so there's all kinds of good things that the Holy Spirit is doing in our Hispanic community. Mm-hmm. So,
0: And in terms of generations, how many generations, the desire to maintain that culture, but also to know there's this... I live here in the United States. How do I have a balance of yeah. maintaining my culture, my language, all the beauty that comes from where I'm from, but also to be here in Western Oregon?
1: Sure. That's a, that's a, a question It would probably take a few days right. for me I to know. answer. But but a short answer would be that uh, we often are, uh, as preachers, I'm a preacher of the gospel as a priest and i find myself preaching to three generations mm. there's the, the 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 grandparents you know the abuelos and then there's the padres they're there and then the children and so the the padres and the abuelos they may they may prefer spanish the whole mass in spanish but their their kids may not speak spanish you know mm-hmm. cuz they they may just listen to it and understand it and always respond in English. So they're not comfortable speaking Spanish. And yet they grow up in a Hispanic household with Hispanic culture. So you can't just say, do everything in English or do it like the Anglo-Americans do it because they're Hispanic. Mm-hmm. And so they learn, they often learn prayers in their sacred language, language that they learned from their mother who taught them prayers when they were young. Yeah. But then also... Um, Mother Church, you know, has taught them how to pray, and often it is in Spanish, mm-hmm. and so that's why we need to provide sacramental ministry and ministry of the Word, pastoral care to to Hispanics in their own language, understand their culture, especially. Yeah. That's often the big missing piece is we don't understand their culture, and so we have we have a coming together of two cultures culture from these hispanic countries who and then people emigrate to the united states and that culture meshes with our culture and something new comes out of it and that's that's the hispanic reality and that's what this book is about preaching to latinos
0: right Father Mike Kieber is with us. And as you bring up that book, you bring up a few more questions. We are coming to a break, but I want to take a break and then come back, talk a little bit more about the uh, Hispanic community and the Hispanic moment that you write about in the book. So stay with us here again. Father Mike Kieber with the Hispanic Ministry Office here in the Archdiocese of Portland. We'll be back in just a few minutes. This is Dina Marie, and I'm continuing my church, a live update today with Father Mike Kieber, who serves as our director for Hispanic ministry for the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. Father Mike's been sharing about some of the early meetings this year gathering leadership volunteers or priests religious uh, deacons coming together to really share their message and i know upcoming you'll read about it more and hear about it in church alive is a may event at saint anthony's but i want to have you talk a little bit father mike because you did write a book it's mm-hmm. called preaching to latinos welcoming the hispanic moment in the u.s church mm-hmm. What is the Hispanic moment that you write about, but how does it relate to us here in Western Oregon?
1: So the Hispanic moment is the fact that the U.S. Catholic Church is is undergoing a present transformation of becoming predominantly Latino. The demographic studies show that she is right now 43% Latino overall, and 60% of the Catholics under the age of 18 are Latino The Hispanic moment means not only that the people in the pews are Latinos, but that those involved in leadership and ministries are also increasingly Hispanic. What is distinct about the Hispanic moment contrasted with other moments. So you can think of like a German moment or an Mm -hmm. Italian moment or a a Polish moment when, when our forefathers came here as Catholics and wanted to practice. Those were all those moments. But what's different now is the sheer size of the Hispanic population in the Catholic Church. Never has the immigrant population of the U.S. Catholic Church been so predominantly from one ethnic group. Though not monolithic, this new ethnicity will soon become the majority of Catholics in the United States. Mm. And so I think that's that's really what the Hispanic moment is. Here in Western Oregon, right now, this is what a bishop told me here, 48% of the all the Catholics in United, in uh, Western Oregon are Latino, are Hispanic. Yeah. So, so it's incredible what God is doing.
0: It is so amazing, and you mentioned earlier the gathering of just about eighty leaders talking about what do we see. Mm. You know, what are those strengths that we see coming from this this community, these families, sure. multi generations? What are those beautiful strengths?
1: Uh, I would say three things. Uh, family, faith, and then also popular piety.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. Family,
1: faith, and popular piety. So family, the notion of family for a Hispanic goes beyond the nuclear family, yeah. you know, of a father and mother and children. It, it includes abuelos, so grandma and grandpa, tios, tias, aunts and uncles. So There's a notion of the extended family. This is all part of my family. Mm -hmm. And then family grows by the sacrament of baptism Mm -hmm. when I become a padrino, when I become a a, a godparent. So that means being present at the baptism, but then also accompanying that person throughout their life. And uh, being, being present at First Communion, being present at Confirmation, being present at Marriage, and contributing financially mm-hmm. so there's real skin in the game i would say when you become a padrino right it's a it's a commitment serious commitment
0: right and certainly the faith the catholic faith is part of the family i mean yeah. that's what fuels and feeds the right. sacraments feed the family life
1: right right and so family is is crucial to the identity of hispanics that's that's how they that's the lens that they look at the world with—is through my family, mm-hmm. and so there was a bishop at one point, a, bishop, a Hispanic bishop, who was describing the difference. He said, "In Mexico, my relatives would visit me every day." <laughs> he says, "Here in the United States, it's maybe once a week, <laughs>
0: <laughs> if that."
1: Yeah, yeah, and so, so, anyways, it's a different culture. Uh, faith is is really uh, key to it all, though. However, so. They, they want to grow in their faith. They've learned the faith from these countries of origin, mm-hmm. and they've, they've learned these practices, and they want to bring them to the United States and practice their faith here. They also want to bring, uh, pass on their faith to their children. They often don't know how. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think one of, one of the ways they can do that is through popular piety, popular religiosity. So if you go to a Hispanic home, there's often a little altar, an altarcito, like in a corner over there, or some some at some place in the house, and there you'll find a crucifix. Mm-hmm. You'll see the crucified Lord, and there you'll find Our Lady of Our lady. Sorrows, sorrows, and often an uh, image of Our Lady of Guadalupe. You'll find images of the saints. You'll find rosaries. You'll find candles. But a Hispanic young lady was talking about what she saw, and she saw her mom kneel and pray. At the altarcito one time, and uh, she was profoundly moved by just watching her mother pray. Yeah. And uh, so that's kind of a beautiful image.
0: It's a beautiful example to pass along the faith, and we're learning that more and more uh, yeah. with this um, this amazing growth of the Hispanic community, not only here in Western Oregon, but you're saying in the United States, the population continues to grow in so church. I, yeah,
1: I make a direct connection between the faith of Hispanics and popular piety so they're they're they gravitate towards symbols mm-hmm. processions devotions to our lady eucharistic adoration they love all that those those rich symbols we have as catholics and i think that's a, a gift they bring to to the catholic church in the united states right right so
0: Father Mike Kieber with us again, Director of Hispanic Ministry for the Archdiocese. She'll always be learning more about what's happening with this ministry in the Church Alive. Weekly newsletter comes out on Thursdays from the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. There's going to be another event coming up really following your February, March, just with our clergy, Mm -hmm. but in May, another gathering to continue on, see, evaluate, then taking action. What will this meeting on May 18th at St. Anthony's in Tigard really be about, and who's all invited?
1: Sure. Uh, So this meeting uh, will be ongoing training of Hispanic ministry leaders. Like you said, we've already met once we're going to meet again and and we'll be be meeting two times in the fall. So I'm setting up regular meetings, you know, through 2023 and then I've got to do a calendar for 2024. Mm-hmm. I'd like us to have quarterly meetings. Yeah. So in this meeting, in the last meeting we did a lot of uh, a bear what do you see? And and this is a time for evaluar moving toward actuar to to acting. We have limited resources and so we have to make hard decisions. And so I think I want input from people. I want to hear what they're they're saying. And I, I want to discern what's the Lord saying to us as mm-hmm. far as the direction we need to go. So it's really a time for continuing to build relationships, continuing to gather the leaders and training them. And what I'm trying to do is train the trainers. So mm-hmm. they're the trainers in their parishes. They're the ones who lead ministry, and they need to train people Volunteers to do ministry, mm-hmm. and so the idea is, if I train them well, then they can go back to their parishes renewed, strengthened, with more knowledge, with more hope, and they can provide the training for catechists, for parents, for whoever needs it, right in their parishes. So, yeah, because I, <laughs> I, I have the image of Atlas, you know, who's got uh, <laughs> the, the, he's got a planet on his shoulders. <laughs> Because I'm director of Hispanic ministry. Right. Well, Hispanic ministry is just all those who go to go to church, all the Hispanics, but then uh, all the Hispanics who don't go to church. Yeah. And so how can I care for this whole community? Uh, right. By the grace of God and <laughs> focusing on the leaders, I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so. I think, really, you mentioned the, the devotions, the devotionals, the prayer, This Eucharistic adoration, this time of really Eucharistic revival, I think will really continue to revive the whole church, but particularly our Hispanic brothers and sisters, because it just speaks to their heart and their Mm -hmm. culture is Christ in the Holy Eucharist.
1: Yeah. So I I think in my experience of serving as a priest for 23 years, uh, the majority of that time has been serving the Hispanic community. And I have been so moved and so blessed by their love for the Lord in the Eucharist and and their love for adoration. And I think that's another gift they bring to us, just their piety, their devotion, their simple faith. yeah, you know it's and it's it's expressed, you know, in this popular religiosity, which is religion from the people. They want to bring that to the church, and I think they find that same uh, symbol or same, presence of God when they do Eucharistic Adoration. Right. So.
0: The next meeting is coming up Thursday, May 18th, 6 o'clock to 9 o'clock. So if people do want to come, do they need to RSVP? Should they just show up?
1: Yeah, we need to RSVP because we're going to have food when they arrive. Okay. So, so this is part of the feedback of our our leaders is a lot of them work during the day, so they're coming directly from work, mm-hmm. so we want to feed them a meal and then get to work. Okay. And so. Those who, who should come to the meeting should RSVP. Uh, let us know you're coming so we get the right amount of food. <laughs> Bring your appetites and your goodwill.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. Again, St. Anthony's and Tigard will be the host church for that Thursday night, May 18th. You'll learn more about it on the Church Alive newsletter. ArchDPDX.org is the website. You can go right to the Hispanic Ministries office link on the website. Is uh, is there an email that's best to connect with you directly, Father Mike?
1: Uh, my archdiocesan email, mkueber
0: at pdx.org. Okay, perfect. And we'll get that information on this podcast sure. as well. Father Mike, we're grateful for you to be here, part of this amazing family, and let's continue to pray together. And we'll continue to pray for all of us in, as we work in this ministry together. Would you help us close with a closing prayer? Sure.
1: Let us turn to Our Lady, Our Lady of Guadalupe, and pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you so much, Father Mike. Have a blessed day.
1: Thank you.